0: Good, afternoon. Good evening. I am Reverend Kathy LaFleur and I just want to welcome you all to and she shall be called woman. You can catch the show streaming on several platforms. We are on Spotify. We are on Breaker. We are on Apple podcast, Google podcast every Saturday evening at five o'clock p.m. Today it's a little bit different because I have an in-studio Virtual studio guests with me this morning. I have Lady T, also known as Teresa Davis, on the show that I will be interviewing. I am so excited to have her a part of the show this morning. Now, back in uh, last year when we first began, and she should be called Woman, we used to do interviews all the time. I've had several guests on the show. This is just us getting back to that platform to where we bring different women on who wants to share their story, their testimony, or anything that they're doing that will benefit or bless the community. So this morning, I have the pleasure of speaking to Teresa Davis. Good morning, Mrs. Teresa Davis. How are you today?
1: I'm fine. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. It's so good to have you on the show this morning. Thank you so much for agreeing to be here. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Amen. So we're going to start with an icebreaker question. I always like to give an icebreaker question just to warm up the room a little bit. So my icebreaker question for you this morning is what advice would you give the youth who has to attend school virtually? What type of motivational advice could you give them this morning?
1: What type of advice could I give them? Um, Be prepared to look at it in a different perspective. You're not in the classroom, yet you are in the classroom. So while you're in a virtual classroom and the teacher is not standing there in front of you physically, the teacher is there on the camera, the the Chromebook camera, and still stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. That's good. However you have to do it, stay focused. Stay focused.
0: I like that. I like that. Stay focused. So that's going to be the word of the day for our youth out there, our young adults, our college students, anyone that's attending school, even if you're in biblical, uh, a Bible college. Stay focused, Lady T says, stay focused. So we're going to go right into our interview this morning, uh. Is it you want me to call you Teresa or Sister Davis or what do you want? What are you comfortable with? Lady T. Lady T. Lady Lady T. T, Tell us a little bit about yourself this morning.
1: Well, Lady T is 56 young. Whoop whoop. Whoop (laughs) whoop. Just had a birthday two weeks ago, September the 25th. Yes. Happy belated. Thank you. I am the mother of 10. I uh, gave birth to six. I adopted four. Amen. Yes, and I am the nanny to twenty six. Yes, yes, twenty six. Wow. Um, high school graduate, college dropout. Mm Get going. I will be going back. Lord say so. I will be going back. That's good. Um, been in the community now for over seventeen years. I have mm-hmm. a nonprofit called Brand New Horizon. Under the Brand New Horizon, I have several programs. One is called Liwgit. That's Ladies in Waiting, Gents in Training, and that's an etiquette class.
0: Oh wow!
1: So it will be actually be turned into an academy. So wow. it's going to be Ladies in Waiting, Gents in Training, International Etiquette Academy.
0: That's beautiful. Yes. Ma'am.
1: And is that going to be local Las Vegas? It's going to be local Las Vegas, but we're looking to turn it international. But it That's will so be cool. local. <laughs> well, good, yes. because I have plenty of
0: grandkids here locally. Yes. So that will benefit us right now. That's yes. That's really good. Yes. yes. Hey, Amen. And so yes. a nonprofit uh, organization, a little bit more about the mentoring outreach program. You do something with at-risk uh, families?
1: Yes. I work alongside uh, Child Protection Services in the family court. Mm. So when a family is referred to me, either through Child Protective Services or through either themselves, somehow they they are referred to my company, Brandon Horizon, and I go in and I work along the side of the family okay. to reunite the family. That's okay. If the child has been removed or if the child has already been reunified with the families to keep them in the home and not be removed again. Wow. So I become... As a case manager with the Child Protective Services. And I began a case plan with them so that the family can stay together and even reunify the family. So that is a lot of what I do in the family court.
0: That's beautiful. It's good to know that you are actually in the community, especially local here in Las Vegas, doing the works right now to help with not only just in the courts, but with the etiquettes and the things you know, that our youth need. I'm reading in your bio, um, and it also says that you uh, educate families with at-risk youth, but also that you're fondly known in the community in educating and assisting clients to become high school graduates. Yes, so ma'am. Education, the educational side, the court side, and yes. the etiquette side, which is yes. huge for Las Vegas right now.
1: Yes, I specialize in IEP. So families who have children that have disabilities that have already been diagnosed and their child is still struggling, whether an IEP has been set up or not, I go in and I assist that family in making sure that that child is getting the specials that they are supposed to be getting. And if not, I make sure that an IEP is put in place and that CCSD is following. So are you with Clark County School District? I am not. And that's the thing that I love. (laughs) I love it. I don't have to cut through the red tape of CCSD. I get to make sure that IDEA is followed all the way. ADA is going forth. Because of ADA, CCSD has to follow it. It's a law. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, that's good to know. Good to know. And so tell me a little bit about your objectives. You said that um, one of your objectives is to um, make sure that these high school dropouts or court currencies t- t- and youth that have behavior and attendance issues complete their education? How important is that to you? And what is it that
1: you're doing in order to maintain that? Um, a, a lot of times that the child is, I call it a jacket. When a jacket is put on a child or the children, the youth, when I say a jacket, they're given a citation, they're giving um, suspensions. And that begins what we call a jacket, meaning that once a child has been labeled, so we call a jacket a label. Okay. So once they get that citation or that suspension, now that follows them. So they continually get citations, they continually get suspensions for their behavior. And so as they continue out their educations, All the teachers and all the grade levels and all the principals of each school that follows them sees is this jacket. And so they just continue to push them on through and they don't educate them. They say, Mm -hmm. well, in the sixth grade, they've had 10 suspensions. So we are just gonna continue to suspend them. And because of their age, we can just age them out with no education. But yet, this child has not been tested to see if they have some type of learning disability. They haven't even been given a chance because they've now been labeled. So the jacket just follows them. Wow. So when I'm notified, I go in and I stop this labeling. I ask the parent, "Would you allow me to put in a uh, a letter to have the child tested?" And I make it to where the the child is not invasively made to feel like even if they have a learning disability, they're gonna be picked on, they're gonna be bullied right, right. because of the label that now they have this disability, this learning disability, and they're labeled dumb or they, learn, they label slow or whatever. No, this is not what's gonna happen, but you're not gonna keep labeling them, you're not gonna keep pushing them aside and you're not gonna keep suspending them because they have this behavior. The behavior is because of this disability. Mm. Nobody took out the time. They continually suspend because they came to them with this jacket. And so we just gonna look at the jacket. Oh, well, we don't need to bother with him. We don't need to bother with her. Guess what? And because there's no more of the opportunity schools, there's only a few of those now. Now all they gotta do is just really just continue to label them and push them on through. So,
0: would you say that um, that some of the systems, when it comes to the jackets or the labeling, are kind of set up like the juvenile systems, to where you know you're keeping a record of every time. So every time, every time they move to a different school, it's like they're uh, offenders again. You know. Yes. Like they continue to build cases even before yep. they. So it's it's yep. almost like that the schools or the school districts are becoming this this uh parallel to what juvenile courts are to where they continue to keep them cycled in the system that they don't even give them an opportunity to be educated yep that that
1: saying that that pipeline to the system that's what they had going on Mm. they didn't give them a chance once they got labeled they just continued to push them through right They, they did not they didn't sit with the parent and say Nobody came and said, do you mind if we test, let's just say Andre, do you mind if we test Andre and see if there's something to his behavior, why he continues to fight, why he continues to act out in this class, because Andre might be good in periods one, two, and three, but when he gets to fourth period, why is it that fourth period, Andre just continues to get sent to the dean's office. Right. And then when he gets to fifth and sixth period, he's fine the rest of the day. Right. Nobody picked up on once Andre gets to fourth period, he just has an issue. Mm. For the last six weeks in fourth period, Andre has been getting suspended. Why? Nobody picked up on it, but they just yet suspend Andre. So now Andre's on a six day suspension, a 10 day suspension. It's not doing Andre no good. He's suspended. He's not learning. He's not in school. Mom hasn't picked up on it. And yet the school is really not caring. The counselor hasn't tried to figure out. The dean hasn't tried to figure out. Nobody.
0: So would you say that the organization that you are a part of and what you do um, in light of these the you know going in, stopping the jacket is um, crucial in a child's education, and
1: even after that, most definitely, because we don't want them to get labeled, even from elementary to middle school, let alone high school. They come out of high school with that label, that jacket. What are they gonna do? They may come out of high school because now it's a certificate of attendance. Mm. Not a high school diploma. Wow, but now you okay. have a child with a certificate attendance, not a high school diploma and now you have this child that may have these anger issues, He don't have a, he or she don't have a high school diploma. Mm. Now you want them to be a, pro, a productive citizen of society but yet they don't have a high school diploma to even apply for a job. Wow. So what are they supposed to do to be a productive citizen of society? What do you want them to do? But you want them to get a job and not do anything wrong. You don't want them to end up in the system, but you just push them out of one system, not as a high school graduate, but you want them to be productive. How do you want them to be productive? With what? You didn't give them any tools from K through 12. And now you're asking them at 18 to be productive. With what tool? What tools did you have? I'm glad you said that because I guess it's it's so important
0: to understand that even though you have this certificate of attendance, that just means that you showed up every day. It doesn't <clears throat> validate that you've learned anything. So the difference between the two is, yeah, I, I, I came and I may have missed days and I may have acted up and I may have been in in-house suspension or you know suspended and missed you know, the opportunity, but I've also missed the entire life of education. Therefore, I don't even know how to proceed as an adult. I don't even know how to apply myself in the world outside of school. Now, you know, once school is over, that's it. Like you have nothing left but to learn whatever you, you know, didn't know and to pick up and maybe this is, this could be a key to something, Teresa, that you're on because a lot of times, think about it, a lot of times, um people are wondering how do kids end up in the bad crowd or in gangs or how do they grow up to become you know uh thieves robbers carjacks, whatever the case may be and we look at where they are instead of going back to the root of where they were and let's just trace it back to the root of the problem and it could have started at home like you said if we never take the time out to find out what's going on in Andre's life. We don't know if Andre's father is abusive. We don't know if Andre's mother's on drugs. We don't know what Andre is facing. And when he comes to school, it's like an escape. But yet he's still battling with these behavior issues. And he doesn't have anyone to stop long enough to take the time to say, what's, what's wrong with you, Andre? You know, Or, Andre, you are loved. And I, I, I know that that's to be true because I used to work at a school and uh, one of my jobs in the school was to be a, uh, I was a registrar, but I was a clerk and I was a foster. I was a health attendant. And I used to get the opportunity to talk to a lot of kids that came in the health office because of, you know, hurt while fighting. And I had that time to really sit and talk to them. And I've seen so many young men and women crying because they don't know how to not do what they do you know, and it's really sad that, that that's something that, you know, we may just overlook as as educators. We're so we're so focused on them getting the A's and the B's, but not really focused on them getting their heart and their mind together to even focus on reading a paper. You know, what's going on? What, what wheels are turning in that child's head that they can't, like you said, the word of the day is what? Stay focused. So yes. what is it that is causing our children not to stay focused, to become productive adults, parents, mentors, leaders. I like that we even went there. That's beautiful. I I commend you on the work that you're doing to make the attempt to change face and to take off those jackets of our children that have been labeled from, like you said, from elementary to grade school to try to catch it so it doesn't enter into high school with him. you know, this is, this is what they're giving them. You know what I'm saying? Instead of giving them an option, I wish we did have more behavioral opportunities out in Las Vegas for some of the troubled teens or, you know, youth and things like that. And I know it's difficult during the quarantine system, but we still have virtual capabilities. You know, you can have a behavioral Zoom class and they may be cutting up. Right. All on camera and laughing, right. and music, but you, they still have contact with something. Exactly. You know, continuity and, and 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 some type of connection with someone who is just merely there to say, I care.
1: Exactly. I
0: love that. I love that. I love that. Okay, so we're going to move on a little bit down into this bio. We want to talk about your 10 beautiful children. All right. Uh,
1: <laughs> All right.
0: probably has so much to do with your patience your love and your gift to reach out to other kids tell us how it feels to have um uh, 10 of your own whether by birth or adoption i commend you on that also
1: i don't know 10 that has just been my life um teen mom and i was always told i was gonna be a, a statistic um so Children has just been in my life since I was 15, and actually since I was nine. Mm. Uh, My sister uh, got on drugs, and my mom ended up having to take her children in, off and on. So children have just been in my life since I was nine years old. Wow. And then when I became a teen teen mom, it just rolled over. So all I know is children. Mm. And for the past 40 years, children have been in my life. And now being an empty nester, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm trying (laughs) to find myself. I'm like, this school year, when it started, I was waiting on that phone call. Mom, I forgot my homework. Mom, I forgot my books. And I was like, ain't nobody calling. What's wrong? Something's growing on. I was picking up my cell phone, trying to make sure I paid the bill, (laughs) because I didn't get no phone Yeah, the
0: empty nester is is totally different. Yeah. How, How was it, you know, what was difficult? about being the teen mom and did you get bullied? Did you get, you know, how did you deal with that?
1: I actually didn't. Um, it, I guess because the era I grew up being a teen mom, it just was, there was other teen moms. Because I went to a, a school that was, I grew up in Los Angeles, California, and there was actually a school for teen mom mm. up in what's called the jungles. In, in Los Angeles. I know what the, right the jungle is. All right, then. I used the jungles, to live
0: in the jungle, baby. The
1: jungles, and if you ain't from Los Angeles, don't go to the jungles. Man. Don't go to the jungles. If <laughs> you ain't all. from the, if you ain't from the, don't go to, don't take the wrong turn, like yeah. they say. Don't go to the jungles. Right. So the school was called McAllister High School. And so I ended up in McAllister. And so it was just normal, that, as they say, for me, that was my normalcy. So I, it wasn't no different for me. It just was a a normal high school because I was there with other teen moms. Right. So it was just my life. I was a teen mom. I was pulled out of my regular high school, put into the teen pregnancy high school. And then once I gave birth, I was back at my high school. Mm. But it was just different. It was just a different high school because I was there with other girls that were pregnant. That were like, "Mm." Yeah. Yeah. And
0: so how are your kids now? So you say you're all ancestors. grown. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Hallelujah.
0: <laughs> so they're all grown. All, all all. grown. Are, they, are they
1: working? Are they, what are they doing? The, um, the, I have two militaries. I have my son who just was deployed again. He's um, just about to finish up his Navy career. Look at um, He just got deployed again. He's over in North Africa. He's my Navy man, my NCIS man. And um, my daughter just started. She's the last of my adoption. She's over in Fort Hood. She just started. And her twin actually went the opposite of her. I drove her to Dixie State. So she's up at Dixie State College. Beautiful. Um, I got a daughter who's a, she has a master's in social work. Mm. And she's uh with CCSD. She she was with CPS. She left CPS and she was like, uh uh-uh, uh, Mama, I got to come out of this. I'm going to go to CCSD. So she's a social worker with CCSD. Yes. And then I have a daughter who works with um, Clark County under, she does the fire inspections permit. Okay. So when people have to submit their and uh, permits or get permits for, I guess, to do firework or whatever. Okay. She clears them with their permits. Um got another one. What is my other son? My other son actually just got laid off. He was out at the airport. They shut down because they're finna renovate some parts of the airport out there. Mm-hmm. So he just got laid off. The other son, he's out doing his thing. He he I got one of those waywards. I got two waywards. Um, as they say. Um, what's the other one doing? Let me see. One daughter is just getting back on track. Okay. And Is that it? Did I leave one out? (laughs) No, I think that that's, look, you know, I'm counting. I'm counting. I'm counting. So I think that's it. I think I got them all. Okay. Yeah.
0: You know what? And I'm looking at your, um, looking at your bio, uh, looking at your background and all the things that you have done. Um, And I just wanna read this section of it, if that's okay. Okay, that's fine. So Teresa's, uh, this is her background that I'm looking at and it uh, highlights that she uh, worked alongside of licensed social workers Mm -hmm. within Nevada to assist families with open cases for the Department of Family Services, prepare and maintain community resources resource materials, along with transporting clients to and from community appointments, right? Mm -hmm. Lady T's interaction with community leaders has allowed her to develop strong relationships in the community. She has worked closely with Clark County School District. The court's catalyzing closely with Clark County. Oh, did I read that twice? Catalyzing Operations Hope and Legal Aid, I'm sorry, Catalyzing, Catalyzing Change, Southern Nevada Community Game Task Force, Operations Hope and Legal Aid Pro Bono as a court order educational surrogate. Mm-hmm. Teresa Davis has served as a vice president of Las Vegas chapter of the National Association of Black Social Workers, In November of 2014, she was certified as a professional etiquette instructor. In November 2016, she was ordained a chaplain with Message of Faith Ministries in March 2017 and became a licensed evangelist Mm -hmm. through Ignited Praise Fellowship Ministries under the leadership of Pastor Perrietta Lacey. Amen. How has it been for you? in ministry with all the hats that you've worn in the community, how to bridge that together with the church?
1: Um, for me, it's really been, I think I was evangelizing before I knew I was an evangelist. Um, working with the youth, because I never really, I, I always, Kept kind of church separate from state, as they say. Yet I was already evangelizing and not really saying. The kids always said God before I would say God, so I say, okay, we gonna go there. That's what we gonna do. And so the kids would bring God in because they would be like, Lady T, well, the word saying. I'm like, oh, we gonna go there? Let's go there, you know. So they would bring God in. I say, we gonna go there? Let's go there. So I really primarily always worked with the youth. My entire time really being in, even with the gang unit, the gang, they would be like Lady T, well, you know, you see this tattoo? Um, What's your word got for that? Oh, you want to go there? Come on, Oscar, let's go there. You know, so (laughs) I would even love it with the gang would challenge me with the word of God, and I'd be like, you got your Bible? Where you swore? What's your word? What's your God got for this? Oh, okay, so I would love it. So it really wasn't a challenge for me balancing it because they kind of would really bring the word in before I would even get to bring the word in. And just them bringing it in allowed me to really kind of show them the word of God, the way God has been in my life and to show them how loving God really is because God may not have, appeared to them in their life but to show them how really god has been in their life and they didn't even know how god has been in their life right so it really wasn't a challenge for me
0: you know good that's good that's good and so are you ministering now at at your church or what is it that you're doing in the house of god that you know kind of helps indoors as well as what you've done in the community outdoors tell us a little bit about your works in ministry?
1: I'm actually not um, doing anything. I'm at a new church right now. So I'm actually just sitting and being fed. Um, we haven't opened back our doors up due to the pandemic right now. So we're still online, basically. Mm-hmm. But I attend Sunday school every day, every Sunday, faithfully. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I'm just waiting for God's leading. Amen. For Him to show me. Who's um, your pastor? So I'm just, huh? Who's your pastor? Right now, we're in transition. We have an interim pastor. Our pastor just left to um, lo- relocate. Okay. So we have an interim pastor, um, Pastor Jesse Barrow. Okay. Um, I'm at Calvary Southern right off of uh, Cartier okay. and Eastern. So right now, we're just, um, I'm, like I said, we're just online right now on, on our. That's good. Yeah. So online. So, yeah, so yeah. I'm just sitting and being fed right now. And I'm loving it, I'm enjoying it. And um, just waiting to see what God is gonna do with me and where he wants me to go. I can't tell you, I'm still kind of kicking the brick cause <laughs> I, wearing this this evangelist hat and this ordain is, um, I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, I don't like being up on no pulpit. You know, I, I the youth is my thing, you know. I, I just, I think it's me when it comes to the adults, uh yeah, I, I <laughs> talk about it. You, you know, know, it's just No, I feel you. The adults and me, we just kinda cause they look at me, I don't look fifty six. And so whenever God says, say something and I say, you know, the Lord said and they be like, Girl, you don't know what you're doing, talk sit down. You don't even old look old enough to be and I'll be like, Okay. So, you know, I just walk away and, and but when I'm with the youth, I'm I'm four eleven, so I fit in. And even when I chaperone, they be like, "Do y'all got a chaperone?" And I'm like, "You don't see me." I know I ain't as tall as them because they all over me. You know, they tower over me when I'm yeah. with them. Don't let me be in a, a group of fifteen. They be like, "She right there. You can't see her." I be like, "Y'all, you know what?" So <laughs> <laughs> you know. But the adults. I'll be like, mm-mm, I'm going to stay right on over here in the youth ministry. This this, is this my thing. This that's, your, this, that's, this that's is my that's speciality. Good. Yeah. You
0: that's good. That's really good. And, you know, um, just pray about, you know, which I know you know, the move yeah. of God and where he wants you to be. A lot wow. of times we get stuck in our comfort zone. Yeah. this is where I, can yeah. I can it. tell you I am. Yeah. Except that we're, you know, kids accept you and they love you unconditionally. Right grown-ups they you know they could be hard you know we could be hard on people right
1: you know but i can tell you he is pushing me out to women who have suffered okay i can tell you he's pushing me that way mm-hmm. and of and course. women in the church specifically who That's have something.
0: suffered yeah yeah when you know when when first did my transition from youth to to women we have a long talk because i was like <laughs> I <can't go> work. <laughs> Right. This gon- is this not going to work for it. Right. You know, the, way, the way my life is set up with women, it ain't right. going to work because women right. don't like me. Right. Women don't even need a reason not to like me, but right. for some reason they don't like me. But right. you know, once I begin to learn about who I am in the kingdom and who I am in God, it's, I'm not even here to be liked. I'm here to make disciples.
1: That's so, it. like it
0: or not, I got to do his will. Like it That's or it. not, I got to encounter you know some of the lovingest, kindest people. You know, and, and, and also some of the meanest, hateful people. Oh my and it don't even matter because I'm coming with the sword and I'm coming That's with it. the word. And I'm just here to chop down everything that he don't want there. So That's once, it. I, once I came into my, I accepted my call.
1: That's
0: it. To women. I'm That's called it. to women. You That's know, I've accepted my call to women. Uh, but it. baby, believe me, I didn't do it without kicking and screaming. So <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. You know, you fighting, kicking up against the, the pricks. I was too cuz I'm like no. Right. This is the right. area where I, it's it's a big no I don't want to do this. Right. Like I don't want to talk to them cuz right. they don't want to talk to me. You know? right. Like, nah, right. But, right. You know, when when you really move in the spirit of God, um you just do the will of God, no matter what that looks like. It's like, yo, yes is your yes not with conditions. Right. Your yes is just your yes with a period. Right. That's it. Right. You, if You say yes, you don't get to say but right, <laughs> you right. Know, yes, if right it doesn't attach to stuff like that. It's right. yes or right. it's no. The Bible says let your yay be your yay and your nay be nay. Your so yep. Say you're gonna do it and do it. If right. you're not, say you're not gonna do it and don't do it. Right. But don't say yes and then come with all these pre Right conditions. Right. I'll do it if they like me. I'll do it if they talk to me. I'll do it if they accept me. I'll do it if they listen. I'll do it if they receive me. The devil is I I'll do
1: it it if there's only three women that's
0: 411. Right. I'll do it if they all my height and they understand what I've been through. Yeah. No, God said no. I'm I'm I need you to do it, period. Right. (laughs) Period. So yeah, I commend you. And and thank you you. Uh, I'm excited to see what God does in your life. I know we haven't met in person or, you know, we, we, we haven't known each other socially for that long, but, but I love you. And I thank God for you. You You know, we've had our talks outside of everything else. And, you know, I'm so happy to see the, the growth and the transformation Yes. It's good to see you smiling today.
1: Thank you. You know,
0: with joy in your heart and you. so much that you've done. You know what I'm saying? Looking at your bio. I know your past you well, your old pastor, Perrietta Lacey. I yes. met her by chance. Yes. It's amazing. Um how I met her. She was uh she works at the uh clerk's building or County Building or something. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. so my spiritual daughter works down there. And there okay. one year back in, I want to say 2007 or eight, I was doing a woman's preaching rally. Okay. Um, and God kept telling me it was going to be seven speakers, but I had six women. Okay. Confirmed. It was two weeks away from the event. And I just kept hearing that there was going to be one more. And I'm like, well, who? So, you know, I'm... <laughs> Number one, I don't see nobody else in my school. right, no, right, I know, and I don't know where you're going. And so, I had went to put some gas in my car one day at the AMPM on uh, what is that, Lake Mead and Jones Pecos? I think it's Pecos, okay, or wherever. No, not Pecos, but Lake Mead, it's over by um, by the on the west side. So, I went to okay, put gas in my car. And I'm walking into the gas station and this guy says, good morning. And I looked, cause I thought it was like, dude, I ain't got time for no flirting stuff. You know, Right. I kind of gave him that side eye like, good morning. Right. And he said, what church you go to? Uh-huh. And so it kind of took me back a little bit. And I said, uh, at the time I was going to a different church. And I uh-huh. He said, oh, he said, I was going to invite you to my church. So then it changed how I was right. aside, okay. I had no boy. Right. And I said, Oh, what church you go to? And he told me, I said, Who's your pastor? He's like, Oh, you gotta hear. Her. He was so excited about his pastor. You gotta hear my pastor speak. She is powerful, she's this da-da-da. And it clicked right there uh, on the spot. God said, That's her. Like wow. right there in the parking lot of wow. A- AMP. And I said, Let me have your pastor's contact number. So We exchange information. Mm -hmm. I talked to Pastor Lacey. I invited her to be a speaker. She was the last speaker. Wow. And I mean this woman of God. Mm -hmm. Powerful woman of God. Very hidden. She ain't all in the front. You know. Nope. Nope. Very hidden. Very, you know. Yeah. Yep. Very private, but mm-hmm. very anointed, very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she spoke with so much authority on that yep. program. That was my first time meeting her. Yep. When she, I talked to her one time. She came, spoke a word, mm-hmm. just laid, slayed and laid. We, we yep. Got, and mm-hmm. it was so amazing. And I went and visited her church when she had it up there on Rancho. Yep. Rancho and Jones, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to visit her church a couple times because I lived yep. up the street from it. So I went yep. and just kind of stayed a little bit. And they were moving from that location, and that's when we lost contact. But amazing pastor, yeah, you know, amazing woman of God, she really yep. was. Um, yeah, and that's how I ended up meeting her. So it's crazy <laughs> to even see her name on here because I'm like, I know who Perrietta Lacey is. Yeah, dynamic yep. woman of God, I yep. love her. But yeah. You stay focused. Yes. Son of God, Lady T. Do what the Lord is calling you to do. I'm so excited that you took time out of your Saturday just to spend a little time with me. Before we go, anything you want to tell people what you're doing, what's upcoming, where we can find you, what we should look
1: for next with Lady T. Tell us a little bit more. Well, I am in the process of writing my book. And I will definitely be reaching out to you. Yes. So um, I have that in the works. And um, they can reach me on social media under Teresa Davis. Okay. And um, I am just going to stay focused myself. I am allowing God to refine me. Yes. I'm allowing God to heal me and make me whole, yes. not just heal me, but make me whole. Yes, God. Um, I've gone through a lot. My scars don't define me. So if anyone, those that are listening, just know that not just your, your past don't define you, your scars don't define you. Right. Your scars are there for a reason. You went through what you went through for a reason. And you went through it so that you could be able to tell somebody else, because when someone sees that scar, tell them how you got it. Don't mm-hmm. be ashamed of it anymore. Yes. Even if you keep trying to hide it and it sticks out and <laughs> somebody say, how'd you get that? Don't be ashamed of it. My God. Because you got it for a reason and you live through it. God was protecting you and covering you even while you was getting it. And you was like, how and why? Mm -hmm. God knew that you were gonna have to get that scar to be able to tell somebody else why you got it. Yes. So just know your scar don't define you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God.
0: I'm gonna read the scripture before we go because as you were speaking it, It just dropped in my spirit. Um, Hang on one second. Let me find it. Mm -mm. Okay. It's coming out of the book of Jeremiah. It's Jeremiah chapter 18. And I'm going to read starting at verse number one. And it says, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Said the Lord, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine, in mine hand, O house of Israel. And so I just wanted to read that because of what you said about the scarring. Sometimes we don't understand that the scars and the affliction that we endure or encounter are made right while we're in the hands of God. And what God is saying through that scripture is, can't I do with you what I want to do? Because what I'll end up doing, if, if, if it's marked to the point that I can't use you, I'll make over you again. I'll give you a makeover. I'll remake you. I'll reform you. I'll reshape you. I'll refine you you know I'll restore you I'll redeem you, you I'll do it all over again I'll redo what I did to you so that this time you'll become the vessel and that that just I thank God for that word because I'm doing a um I'm I'm going to be doing a platform soon here called uh Cover Girls and it's going to be a platform for women to come into and and that scripture just kind of woke up something in my in my spirit so i thank god that we it took us to this route because i needed that i needed this interview to get me to get that peace that i'm that i was still looking for so thank you for for even sharing that end of your uh interview closure uh last words last words you want to say and i'll pray us out stay focused stay focused So I just want to thank my guest, Teresa Davis, AKA Lady T for allowing me this opportunity to interview her, to just sit and talk and to hear from her. Thank God for her testimony, her story, her, her ambition, her love, her passion for our youth. Um, Reach out to her. Remember, she's going to be releasing a book soon. And so trust and believe I'm going to have her back on and she should be called woman. So we can, see that book and maybe do like a virtual book signing for her where we invite you in. You can do your orders through her and and just celebrate her. I'm all here for celebrating other women in ministry. And so I wanna thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure this will air later on today. Um, so you'll probably be watching the replay of it once it posts, but you can also hear it on our platforms, on Spotify, on uh, Apple Podcasts, and on the other streaming uh, platforms that we broadcast on. You'll also be able to see the interview on my YouTube channel. So all you have to do is subscribe to my YouTube channel. You'll see a boatload of videos from the past, but this interview will be on my YouTube page. It'll be on, and she shall be called... Woman, um, make sure Teresa has it on her page and I'll have it also on my personal page. Thank you, Teresa, for this day. God bless you, woman of God. I thank God for you this morning. Let's pray out. God, we thank you right now for what our eyes have seen and our ears have heard. I thank you for my sister, Teresa, Lord. I thank you for her transparency. I thank you for her works. I thank you, Lord God, for all that you're doing in the life of your daughter. God, I thank you, Lord, that even through this interview that you are speaking, God, not only to her, but to me, God. I thank you, Lord, that as she sits to hear your voice under her pastor, God, that you will order her steps according to your will and your word. I pray right now, Lord God, that everything that she has gone through, Lord God, be rewarded for her. Lord God, that her testimony will bring someone else through. God, that when she begins to show her scars, that she's not ashamed of where she's been through. God, because she knows that you're taking her to even a better place than this. God, you said that you know the plans that you have for us and they are to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us an expecting end. So I thank God for what the end shall look like. You said eyes have not seen, neither ear have heard, neither has it entered in the heart of man. Those things that you have in store for those that love you and we love you on today God we give you glory we give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus mighty name amen
1: amen amen
0: god bless thank you for tuning in to and she should be called woman have a
1: beautiful beautiful day thank you for the invite